Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast, a place for the modern Latina who is ready to get out of her own way and build the life she wants. I'm Sonia Alejandra, your host and the founder of Mujeron Movement, y juntas we'll explore the topics of self-development, entrepreneurship, community, and everything in between that empowers us on our journey to becoming the Mujeron of our dreams. Vamos a lograrlo juntas. Hola, Mujerones. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mujeron Podcast. I know by now you might have heard that we announced our speaker for the Mujeron Movement event happening this October 29th in Scottsdale, Arizona. And that is no one other than Erika Cruz. She is a speaker. She is a Latina coach and she is the founder of Courage Driven Latina. She also happens to be my mentor and coach. And it was super important for me to have her here because she has truly impacted me. And I want to say just working with her, I hit my first five-figure launch. I created another form of income by becoming a one-on-one coach and doing private client coaching and just so many other things that I have been able to overcome because of her. So I definitely wanted to have her on here, talk more about her and obviously have her at the Mujer on Movement event. Erica, I truly love you just because of all of the things that I mentioned and also just because you're an amazing human. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. And I just have to say, I cannot wait until the 29th. I'm so, so excited. If you're considering going, trust me, you will not regret it. Magic happens whenever you are surrounded by other ambitious women, especially Latinas. You never know what can happen. The first event that I went to that was focused on Latinas literally changed my life. Like that's how my business was born. So you never know what's going to spark for you. So if you're even slightly considering it, do it. Mm, I got the chills because it truly <laughs> like these type of events truly are magical. There's like so much transformation and like this high that you leave on. Uh, and that's exactly what Mujeron Movement 2022 is going to be about, especially having women like yourself. So I want to start off our podcast episode with just learning a little bit more about you. And I really want to share your story and how you created this purpose-driven business that is now multi-six figures and you've just have reached milestones that so many of us have been wanting to. So let's start with that. Okay. I'll tell you all about me, but I also have to say that I am just so proud of you because this event started off as an idea. And I know that you had been thinking about it for a long time, but it really does require a lot of courage and action and inner work to execute something like this. So you should be extremely proud of yourself because it's one thing to imagine something and it's another thing to actually go out and execute it and another thing to get out of your own way and to actually do it. So I'm going to try not to cry during this episode, but I'm just so <laughs> proud of you and you should be proud of yourself as well, because this is no, this is um, one of my mentors used to say, nothing to sneeze at. So this is nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> In other words, it's a big ass deal. Thank you. Thank you. It it has truly been probably the hardest thing I have done for this community, this brand. And it, it has 
been so expansive for me, but I feel like at the same time, it shows that the power that is behind it, right? I think a lot of times we realize how what we're doing is never really about us. And I continue like the this uncomfortable feeling that I have, I just continue to think about the women that are going to be there. And, and that is, is just what's pushing me through (laughs) and driving me. Yeah, yes. And you know, to answer your question uh, about like having a purpose driven business, you just named it. It's never about us. And I think it's so easy as humans to try to take things so personally, especially in business, especially when we are the business. But if you are running a purpose-driven business, it's not even about you. It's about the people that you're looking to serve. And I think when I made that mindset shift, that's when my business really took off. So um, can you repeat your question just to make sure I actually answer it? Yeah, I just want to know like your story, how you started and tell us a little bit more about your journey. Yeah. So, oh man, it was a long journey. I think people look at me and they're like, Erica was an overnight success. She just grew on TikTok super quick and started this business and it was just successful. But I don't think people realize that I had been trying things for a really, really long time. So I graduated from college because I felt like I should go to college and I had pretty much done everything that I should do, you know, go to school, get a job, get a promotion, travel the world. And I was working in technology of all places. And it kind of happened by accident. It wasn't even intentional. It wasn't like, I can't wait to get a job in tech. They happened to just come to my university and they were recruiting people. And I was afraid that I wasn't going to find a job after college. So I said yes to the first job that came by. And now I'm so grateful because I feel like it played a big role in my life. But while I was in technology, I knew that I didn't want to be there forever. I knew I wanted to do something else, but I didn't know what. And I remember just at work one day, not actually working, I was browsing the internet and I came across this food blog and her name is Ambitious Kitchen. It's still like one of my favorite food blogs. And I just loved what she was doing with her recipes and how she shared stories and also like created these recipes and they were all healthy recipes. So I would go home and two or three times a week, I would do one, make one of her recipes at home. So I obviously loved the kitchen. And I think what was happening is I was craving creativity. And I think that's what a lot of people crave in their lives. When we're working a nine to five job that doesn't really challenge us or stimulate us. It's not even so much that we need to be challenged. We do, but what we're actually, the reason we feel unfulfilled is because we are not being creative. And it's why you're so fulfilled with what you're doing right now. I mean, it's scary as heck, but this is why you're so fulfilled. So fast forward, I tried this food blog and I literally, I mean, I, I thought about a food blog for years, thought about it. I didn't even take any action. <laughs> and it took me, I think two years of thinking about it before I actually started the food blog. And I just started off with an Instagram page and I had the Instagram page for a year. And then I was like, okay, I think I should probably start an actual blog, an actual website. And I was super inconsistent. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was scared to show up on social media. I was scared of what people would say about me. And slowly but surely, it was almost like the food blog was my training reel, t- training wheels onto content creation because it taught me how to show up consistently. It taught me to still take action, even though I was scared of what people thought. I wasn't confident yet. I was still doing it though. I was doing it scared. And I remember 
the moment that I decided I didn't really want to do the food blog anymore. And I felt like such a failure because I was like, oh man, I don't want to do this anymore. And then I realized like, well, no, this is just like, this is what's going to lead me to the next thing. But it took me so long to let go of that idea. And I see this happen with my clients so much. We try one thing and we just want that one thing to be the thing that works out. And the same thing happens in relationships. We meet somebody and we just want that one person to be the one. But the whole point of dating is to figure out what the right thing is and what the the not right thing is for you. So the same thing happened with my, my business. I had to try multiple things. And finally, when I let go of the food blog, I thought I was going to become a yoga instructor. And then I went to go get my yoga certification. And then 2020 happened and all of the doors of the gyms closed. And I was like, well, what am I going to do now? (laughs) But I just, everything that I learned during yoga teacher training wasn't just about moving your physical body. There was so much of mindfulness and self-development. And it was really like a journey of self-discovery going through yoga teacher training. So I shared everything except the physical practice and then one day I hosted a workshop called a motivation workshop. And then somebody asked me, do you do one-on-one coaching? And I literally left the workshop and I was like, what the fuck is one-on-one coaching? (laughs) I literally Googled it because I didn't know. So my audience essentially told me what to do, but this was after so many different trials and errors. So to answer your question, after all that story, I just feel like the context is important because people think I just started but I tried all these things. And then finally, once I decided that I wanted to be a coach, I ended up joining a group coaching program. And it took me joining a group coaching program to see what was even possible because we don't know what we don't know. Right. And we can't be what we can't see. This is why representation matters so much. And this is why programs like Mujer on University matter. This is why programs like Courage Driven Latina matter, because we give people visibility into what's actually possible. So I joined this group coaching program. And on the second week, we talked about mindset. And the moment we finished that mindset class, that that meeting for mindset, I said, this is what I'm going to do for Latinas. Whatever just happened Mm -hmm. to me during this session, it's what I want to do for Latinas. I had no idea how I was going to do it. I literally, I almost feel like ignorance is bliss. I feel like if I know now If I knew then what I know now about the coaching industry, I would have totally gotten in my own way about it, but I didn't know any better. And I just went for it. And I posted a video on TikTok, inviting people to join what was at that moment called Purpose Driven Latina. And that, like, I was talking to who I was four years ago. So it was very specific, very direct. And my ideal client is who I was a few years ago. So it ended up going mini viral. It had over 40,000 views. I ended up with over a hundred applications for this program. It was kind of crazy. And from there, I think because I didn't expect much of it. And because I was still working at the tech company that I was at, I almost was unattached to the outcome. And it allowed me to create a pretty abundant business quickly But then I left the tech job and then I started putting all this pressure on my business and my launches ended up getting smaller and smaller and my leads started getting smaller and smaller. And a lot of it had to do with different things, but mainly it was my own mindset. And I think I just got in my own way in that I was putting so much pressure on my business to produce that it no longer became fun and it no longer became about my clients, Mm -hmm. right? And the whole thing was, 
purpose-driven. It's about giving back. It's about creating something that's bigger than myself. And it took me, I, I think I was completely burnt out by 2021. So I left my job in November. I launched my program one more time in November when I left. And then by January, I didn't launch anything for four months because I was so burnt out. And in those four months, it was when I did all the inner work. And I was like remembering why I even started it in the first place. So to create a purpose-driven business is beautiful, but it's also, it requires, I think entrepreneurship in general just requires so much inner work and people don't talk about that enough. Yeah, that's amazing. And I feel like one of the things that keeps coming up, you know, and, and the more you go into your business, the more you grow, the more new levels you reach, the more inner work that you have to do. And um, I wanted to ask you for someone that maybe is right now thinking about starting a purpose-driven business, where would you tell them to start? I would tell them, assuming that they have an idea already, I would tell them to just start. I would tell them to use any resources that they have at the moment to test it out. Because here's the thing. People think, okay, well, in order for me to go look legitimate, I need a logo and I need branding and I need a website and I need all this stuff. Those are just distractions. Here's why. You don't know where your business idea is going to evolve. Even for me, like purpose-driven Latina is now courage-driven Latina. I've changed the whole name. I've changed the curriculum about three or four times. If I had built a website, it would have delayed me starting my program so many months because I would have been in the weeds of what color do I want to use? What font do I want to use? Ain't nobody got time for that. There's a, there's a metaphor in technology. This is why I'm saying being in tech actually ended up being super helpful. There's a metaphor in technology called an MVP, which stands for a minimum viable product. And it pretty much means that they make, because technology is expensive to build, right? Engineers are very well paid. So no company wants to go build a piece of technology that nobody wants. They need to go out and test it first. So they make something called an MVP, a minimum viable product that has the very basic needs to test it out. And actually a great example is the CEO of Zappos, the place where you order shoes online. So when he first started Zappos, nobody was buying tennis shoes online. Nobody was buying shoes online. That wasn't a thing. So, I mean, this guy could have gone to go buy this big warehouse, bought all these shoes and stocked it and then see if people were going to buy. But instead he created a super simple website to see if people would buy. And if they bought, he would run to the store, buy the shoe, and then ship it out. Mm -hmm. He was testing out his idea, right? And it's like what, what you've done, where you've done small events and then created this larger event, that is the right way to go. Because sometimes people think, oh, wait, Moa, I'm not ready yet because I need X, Y, and Z. No, you don't know what you need yet because your business is going to tell you. So you just need to go out and test it because I thought my program was going to be a mindfulness program. And look, I started talking about courage and clarity. And now I'm talking about courage because the thing is, once people have clarity, then they need the courage to go after it. But it, it took me five rounds of my group program to clarify that. 
Yeah, I love this. I love this so much because I think that sometimes we are so stuck in like, what are we? What title do we put on ourselves? Yep. What's our brand? And like you said, I, I started with a shirt, then the events, uh, then it led to a program. And now, you know, the annual event. So it it's true, like the the people, the audience, the people that are really being called to your brand or what you're doing are going to tell you what ultimately they need from you. And that's something that's, I would say, harder said than done, right? Because it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And through this process, what is one of the things that has helped you the most to stay committed or like stay consistent to not just throw the towel and give up? Yeah, this is such a good question. So I made the decision to leave my tech job. That was a very cushy tech job. I made over six figures. I traveled everywhere. I went to so many cool places with the job. And honestly, the last company that I worked at, I loved the people I worked with. It was the first company that I actually really loved the community that existed there. I was the yoga teacher. So I would teach yoga every week. They let, they, I did my yoga teacher training while I was there. So it was definitely a cool place where I could, um, not only be at this job and perform my role, but I still had the freedom to go live my life and do other things as well. So from the outside looking in, it was like, Erica está loca. Like how is she going to leave this stable job that's paying her really well, that's travel, letting her travel the world and letting her explore her own interests to go do this thing on TikTok? Like people just didn't get it, especially like my family members and especially people, you know, and I also left when TikTok wasn't really well known. <laughs> people were like, wait, what? You're doing what on TikTok? And it was so- probably like that time where it was, is it going to stay? Is it going to leave? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So when I left, I remember just being so afraid to even leave. And I asked myself this question. I asked myself, what's the worst thing that can happen? Because intuitively I I knew I needed to leave. I didn't even, it got to the point where I was like, I don't even care what people want to say. I feel like I need to leave. And once I got to that point, I was still terrified. (laughs) And I was like, what if I don't make any money? And I just asked myself, what's the worst thing that could happen? And I was like, well, the worst thing that could happen is that I'd go back to work at this company, which is where I am now. Like I am in the worst place possible. And I left and I had another round of purpose-driven Latina at that time, now courage-driven Latina. And it was just the most, any doubt that I had was gone. Just to see the transformation that my clients were getting and to, I don't know if you ever felt this way before doing what you're doing, but when you're doing what you're doing and you are leading a group coaching call or you are speaking on stage or you are doing something like this, you feel like you're in flow, right? You just feel like, oh, I'm exactly where I need to be. And as soon as you're done, you feel more energized. So when I had the first taste of that with my group program, I was like, there's no way I want to go back to tech. I don't care how cool people were. I don't care about anything, about any of the perks. I don't care if I make $20,000 in a year, this is what I'm going to do. And I was that committed. And I remember telling my mom, if I only make $20,000 a year, I'm going to stick with it. So I'm moving back in with you. And that was a big blow to my ego because I've always been independent. I've been, 
out of the house, out of my mom's house for a really, really long time. And my parents got a divorce when I was 12 and I pretty much raised myself because there was just so much that was going on between like their divorce. So I've always valued independence almost to the point where it's a trauma response. So for me to say, I want this so bad that I'm going to move back into my childhood room. Now I'm like, okay, this is really meaningful. But at the time, I was feeling just very much like there was a big blow to my ego. So I think what has kept me through is seeing my client results motivated by knowing that I don't want to go back to tech after I already got a taste of what I love doing. And then lastly, I love how I spend my time nowadays. Like I actually enjoy, don't get me wrong. Like you said earlier, there's always mindset work to do and there's always going to be struggles. And, but in general, I enjoy creating content. I enjoy coaching people. I enjoy speaking. I enjoy doing these types of things. I enjoy it all. And with tech, it was almost like I just lived for the weekends. And as much as I love the people I worked with, I didn't love what I did. And it had nothing to do with the company. It had nothing to do with me. It was just, I wasn't very aligned with that opportunity. It didn't excite me the way that this does. Yeah, I think there's a point, a really good point you brought up. And it's like that feeling, right, that you get Even when you yourself go through a breakthrough, when you feel that and you imagine like others feeling that and like, what if the whole world had breakthroughs? What if the whole world was in this position of fulfillment? Like how would that world look? And I think that that for sure is one of the biggest reasons why, you know, you should stay doing what you love doing. Um, I wanted to ask one of the things that always comes up for me, and I know you've, you've created your own community. So obviously it's super important to you as well, but how has community helped you to continue building this purpose-driven business and continue to grow and just do like that inner growth that that occurs when you're in community when you're following your dreams and you're going after your big vision yeah I love this question and this is why events like yours are so important um I wanted to quickly say one thing about the giving up I don't think people should give up even if they have to go back to work or get a part-time job You should still work on your dream because it's not going to happen overnight. Mind you, I just told you a story of when I first started and how it happened over many, many years. And I was working a full-time job while I was doing this as well, while I was exploring. So I think if people are trying to make entrepreneurship happen from one day to another, you're kind of setting yourself up for a lot of pressure and stress and ultimately failure because you're, again, putting all that pressure on your business to perform When the reality is if you could go get a part-time job or you can start with your business as like this side hustle, I feel like that takes a lot of pressure off of it and it allows you to actually take risks and it allows you to listen to your own intuition with what you should do rather than just chase the money. So I feel like it just builds a more sustainable business. So if you're at a point where you think you want to give up, why don't you just reevaluate how you can make it work? So that would be one thing I'd say. And then to the question of community. Yeah, I actually wrote, I I posted a reel today and in the caption, I was talking about the importance of community. And I said something along the lines of, if the only thing you did was surround yourself by people who inspire you and are living the life that you want to live, 
your life will change. If that was the only thing you did, like if you decided to, okay, cool, I'm only going to hang out with people or spend time with people who inspire the heck out of me. And community doesn't just mean people that you meet in person. I mean, events like Mujeron, um, the Mujeron movement event is going to be amazing and incredible. And you're going to be able to build really deep connections, but we can't go to those every single day. So community also exists online. It also exists with who is it that you're following? What type of content are you seeing? What, yeah, what, what is it that you are consuming? Because that is your digital environment, but we live in such a digital, digital world. It's the, as if you were around these people in real life anyways. So be very mindful of who you're following. If anybody makes you feel crappy about yourself, unfollow them or mute them. Or if you're just like, if you can't stop comparing yourself to someone, mute them. You don't have to see their stuff. Like, please take care of yourself. And as far as on the more positive side, you can connect with so many amazing, like you and I haven't met in person yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We connected online and we literally coached together. And now we're going to like, I get to speak at your amazing event. So just because you haven't met someone in person doesn't mean that you can't reach out. Like, I think if people follow me, they probably have seen me tag Kat, Kat del Carmen in a lot of stuff. Kat literally messaged me during the pandemic and was like, Hey, do you want to have a call? And I was like, sure. And we both were like, we want to start businesses, but we don't know what we had no idea what we were going to do. And, and then I told her, I was like, somebody asked me if I do one-on-one coaching. She was like, Oh yeah, I don't want to be a coach. And, And I was like, then maybe I don't either. I don't know. And we both like essentially built our businesses together, but in such different ways. And I think that that's also really cool. Your community gets to show you how different things can be done. And then your community also is there to call you out on your shit because we're all going to struggle with self-doubt. All of us are. And the truth is that the people around you in your day-to-day life and your parents they're going to believe your self-doubt with you. They're going to believe your excuses. But when you find a community who's actually aligned with what you want to do and where you're going, they aren't going to believe your BS. They're going to call you out on it. And those are the type of people that you need. And don't get me wrong. You don't want somebody that's going to shame you or talk you down, but somebody who can be like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Like, these are just your thoughts. Is this even true? Or look how you're speaking to yourself, or you would never speak to me that way. Why are you speaking to yourself that way? So community is so, so important because it really does shape who we are and who we are becoming. Because if you're hanging out with a group of people who goes to the gym seven days a week, I guarantee you, you're going to work out. Mm -hmm. And if you hang out with a group of people who go to a bar seven days a week, I guarantee you're going to have at least one drink a week. Yes, I love that. And I think that's the biggest reason why I continue to invest. I feel like that's one of the biggest reasons why I reached out to you and to work with you because you know, you're someone that inspired me, someone that was doing things that I wanted to. And I feel like sometimes we underestimate how, you know, even just reaching out, not necessarily that you have to invest in someone, but if you want to go the further step, that is, that is the way. So definitely I, I agree with this so much. So I wanted to ask just one last question and you kind of already touched on this in the beginning, but for the person that is maybe overthinking or is a little bit afraid of showing up to an event. Um, Sometimes like going to in-person stuff can be a little intimidating. Um, What would you tell them? 
I would tell them that they deserve to be there. And if they go, they will make not, they'll know why they deserve to be there. They'll know why they were meant to be there. Sorry. That's what I meant to say. You, you deserve to be there and you're meant to be there. And when you show up, you'll see why you were meant to be there. You're going to have a conversation an interaction, something, something's going to land for you. And you're going to be like, this is why I came. And, you know, I think especially after the pandemic and there's been so many changes. I can't tell you how many times I've spoken to people that tell me I've just gained so much weight and I don't want to go to an event like that because I'm, I don't feel confident or how many times people have told me, I just don't really feel like I have that much to offer or, and all of that is not true. None of that is true. So whatever it is that's holding you back, identify what it is. And then ask yourself, is this a valid reason? Is this true? Because everyone, if you even feel called to go to an event, it's for a reason. If something is landing with you, it's for a reason, right? If somebody is following you and if, if somebody's following you, Sonia, and they are really resonating with what you're saying, it's for a reason. If somebody's attracted to me, it's for a reason. So if you're attracted to a conference or an event and you feel like you might want to go, do it. Because it's so easy to just stay home, especially after the pandemic and not feeling that comfortable with, I don't know, I feel like the pandemic really gave people a lot of social anxiety as well, that mm. maybe before wasn't that prominent because we were used to a lot of social interaction, so whatever it is, whether it's like you feeling anxious, you feeling self-doubt, you feeling insecure, whatever it is, you deserve to be there and you should be there. And it really is. I almost want you to think about, you know, what's, what's my experience going to be like if I just say, stay home and don't go. And the truth is it's going to be the same, right? If nothing changes, nothing changes, but if you go, what are some of the possibilities of what can happen? And maybe you don't know the answer to that because you haven't gone to one, but let me tell you based on my own experiences, and then maybe you can share some. So going to in-person events has allowed me to network with people who are way further ahead than I am to either land mentorship or connect with them about speaking at a future event or to that's happened more recently. When I first started going you're going to laugh. I went to this event that was focused on Latinas. And when I showed up, I was like, and I'm like opening my mouth in shock y'all. If you can't see my face, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not the only Latina who's driven and cares about getting ahead in life. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds so stupid, but mind you, I was working in technology. There was not a lot of women. There was like hardly any Latinas. I was one of two Latinas in my whole company. And and then one, the only Latina in all the other companies that I worked at. So I just wasn't used to seeing that many people who were aligned with me. And when I had that moment of like, oh man, there's other people like me. It made me feel like whatever I want to go do, because I knew I wanted to start a business. I didn't know what it was, but I was like, whatever I want to do, it's going to be for Latinas. So whenever I started the food blog, it was geared towards Latinas. Whenever I uh, started teaching yoga, I was like, we don't have any Latina yoga instructors. So like, I'm going to go be the person. And it was all focused on that because of the event that I went to. I also have met people in person whom I had never met in person. And now they're like great friends. I've met people who became clients at events. I've just had 
listening to people's stories made me feel like I wasn't alone when I've gone to events. So many amazing transformations that you can't even imagine will occur. So what about you? What have been some of the things that have happened at events, in-person events that have changed your trajectory? Yeah, definitely connection, right? Connection with people who maybe um, I wouldn't have met if I wasn't in that room. I think uh, I drove to LA once to a summit where I just wanted to see like the women who were creating brands geared towards Latinas and had multi-million dollar businesses. Like, what were they doing? You know, and I think that's the easy. That's one of the easiest ways to be in a room with the women that are doing the thing. And mm-hmm. I think that for me has been one of the most motivating things to do is like to see them in action and hear their stories and what they had to go through and to realize like, holy shit, they're just like me was just so powerful that it, it really drove me to continue to push forward. You know, my time will come just like theirs did. So I think that probably was the biggest thing that I got out of it. Um, and Erica, I want you to share with us, how can we work with you? How can we follow you? Where can we find more about you? Yeah. So one quick thing I wanted to say about the events is that there's no gatekeeping there. So you get visibility into people's businesses and life and you get tips that you can only hear there. And they are worth so much. Like it's so value packed whenever you go to these events. And then the other thing I was going to say is if all you go do is go people watch, let me tell you, Latina events are on another level. (laughs) Just seeing people's outfits, seeing like the different color, different tones of beautiful, like brown skin, seeing the different hair textures, seeing different like body shapes with like hips and like you just, it's just beautiful. It's so beautiful to see the diversity in Latinidad. So if you literally just go for that, I feel like that is worth it. So, um, just had to throw that in there, but (laughs) as far as, um, how to work with me. So my group program courage driven Latina is opening, um, enrollment at the beginning of September. So you can go to, my page that I was like, what's my Instagram name? I swear I know it y'all. It's the (laughs) Erica Cruz. So it's the Erica with the K Cruz. And that is also my website. It's my Instagram name, my TikTok name. So if you wanted to consume any of my content and get a little, if you liked this conversation, you could go binge watch binge watch my content. And then I also, I always forget to say this. I also have a podcast now too (laughs) that Sonia was also on. So I highly recommend going to go listen to our, to our podcast episode on there. And the podcast is, you were actually the first guest I ever brought on. Yeah. Yeah. So that podcast is called Chingona Revolution. So if you go to my Instagram and just go to the link in my bio, you will see all the links for that for Courage Driven Latina, which is my group program. Um, as well as my podcast. And yeah, so I guess that's it. <laughs> you can send me a DM if you'd like, <laughs> but I am just so excited to meet you all in person at the event because it's going to be incredible and I can't wait. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see you, to meet you, first of all, I know. and to have you there anytime you've ever spoken inside the Mujeron University. Like the women have always been so moved and so 
inspired that I know in person, it's just going to be like to the 100th level and I cannot wait. Uh, thank you so much, Erica, for making time to get on the podcast. Uh, I'll be sharing all the links on the show notes to follow Erica. Thank you again, Erica and Mujerones. Gracias for uh, another tuning in to another episode of the Mujeron podcast. Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mujeron podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep working towards becoming the Mujeron of your dreams.